The I Do Not Comply campaign is a movement of freedom fighters from all around the world. Men, women, black, brown, white, religious, non-believers who share something very important, a desire to reclaim their lives and their freedoms. When it comes to unconstitutional, authoritarian measures, be brave and speak out with four simple words. I do not comply. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in this evening. I'm uh, very excited because I'm joined by the organizer of the Worldwide Freedom Rally that's taking place uh, all over the world, but specifically taking place here in Atlanta, Georgia. Please uh, welcome KP, the organizer of the Atlanta Freedom Rally. Hi, everyone. Hey, thank you for joining me. Yes. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, First of all, I, um, you know, thank you for taking uh, the initiative and making this call of action to get people organized to fight back against tyranny. We've been seeing, you know, uh, countries all throughout Europe, cities all around the world standing up in the in the past mm-hmm. week, even like in France, they're coming out in hundreds of thousands of people to protest the mandatory vaccine passports that they're now saying people are going to need uh, to take part in society. So. Um, you know, first, like, tell me, have you been an activist for a while? Have you been organizing, doing this stuff for a minute? This is my first time. I have never done anything like this. Um, I didn't even know what I was doing when I first started. I just kind of hopped on and was like, let me do something for Georgia when I found the Worldwide Freedom Rally and volunteered. And here we are. Well, awesome. It, <laughs> are you... So the worldwide freedom demonstration, from what I understand, they they started in Germany, right? And their yeah. first call of action was um, marking the one-year anniversary of the 15 days to slow the spread, in which now we're 15 months to slow the spread. Yeah, this is the third rally that they're doing at this point, and it slowly just got in bigger and bigger. Um, the last, the second rally that they had, the United States, some states finally hopped on. Georgia still wasn't on there um so that's when i actually discovered them when they were on their second rally and i was trying to figure out where can i go to join and fight this tyranny but coming to find out there wasn't one for georgia yet so i reached out and um, sure enough they said i could do the atlanta one and that that was very exciting news because i wanted to make sure that atlanta also stood with the rest of the countries which at this point is over 60 countries that will be standing together side by side fighting this tyranny together that's incredible um yeah i wish i wish you had known about i do not comply because we we had a rally the week before the worldwide uh folks put theirs on in march but we did ours march 13th and we were trying to make it this global day of action and um it was just like the timing was just off by a week so the week later we saw the worldwide take place but we're, we're just so excited to see people everywhere finally, you know, speaking out and standing mm-hmm. up and taking it to the streets, taking it, taking it to, you know, uh, their legislators, taking it to mm-hmm. their Congress members, um, taking it to their parliament members and saying, we've had enough. We're, we're done mm-hmm. with this nonsense. And we, we're not going to allow you to, you know, forcefully inject our children. We're not going to let you, you mask mm-hmm. and muzzle our children. 
uh, we we're declaring our freedom. Right, exactly. And they're actually trying to mask the kids again this year in Georgia, which is crazy. Um, but one of the speakers that we will have is going to speak on that. So I'm very excited to have someone from uh, the education portion of this whole pandemic. <laughs> Who, um, yeah, let's talk about who will be speaking uh, this Saturday. And it's going to be at Piedmont Park in Atlanta. If mm-hmm. people that are not familiar with Piedmont Park, it is a very beautiful, uh, expansive, you know, urban park. I would say it's like the central park for Atlanta. Yes. It's so a beautiful, beautiful, uh, huge, huge park. Huge park has a beautiful lake in there, has, you know, uh, acres and acres of like rolling fields. And so there's plenty of room for everyone. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a family friendly event, correct? Correct. So bring your kids, bring your friends, bring your neighbors, bring everyone. So to go through the list of our speakers, you had mentioned Holly Ture, who's from uh, No Left Turn in Education, mm-hmm. will be speaking. Yes. And she's going to you know bring information so that parents can learn how to advocate for their kids. That's definitely really good because, you know, the kids, they don't they don't have a voice. So it's good to know that there's someone out there that's, you know, willing to learn what's going on and educate the parents. So we know what we need to do to help our kids. I mean, it's sheer insanity that after all the data that by even like the official sources um, on on COVID, that they know that kids don't really spread it. Kids don't mm-hmm. aren't at risk of dying of it. If even if you believe the official narrative and believe that COVID is a thing and SARS-CoV-2 has been purified and isolated is a thing, even by the official narratives, it's not harmful to children. This mm-hmm. is something that kills people over seventy with multiple comorbidities and usually are obese. It's not killing <laughs> one to eighteen-year-olds. Right. And to think that they want to vaccinate the kids as well. And they're going to make that mandatory at some point, I'm sure, as well as just like so crazy to me. I I can't imagine. And the fact that, you know, some parents just aren't even questioning the narrative and just going with the flow. That's what's really scary to me. You know, what's going to happen with those kids in the future? We don't know because this is still a a trial, essentially. And would you say it's I know you've told me that you're a you're you're a mother and your children are a big reason why you decided it was time to finally take some action. Yeah, I you know, and I'm going to homeschool, which none of this is going to affect them. But either way, what I want for them is the old normal not the new normal. You know, I want them to be able to go to the playground and play with other kids that aren't muzzled up, you know, that's psychologically messing with them too. Um, and that is, yeah, that's essentially why I started doing this because I'm just kind of tired of everything that's going on. We're almost two years in at this point, you know? So it's basically time to go ahead and end it. Like I walk around and I haven't seen anyone drop dead on the floor. You know, I haven't seen random bodies of dead COVID people. So, you know, where is the truth in all of this? Where? Yeah, where where is the deadly apocalyptic plague? Where have been the where are the mass graves? Where I would love somebody to just go out and interview a uh, someone that owns a mortuary, a funeral director. Were they overwhelmed last year? Even at the peak of this, 
we saw what we were seeing was trending videos of nurses dancing on TikTok. So which was it? <laughs> were we in, was it an apocalyptic plague where it was a battle zone, a war zone where these nurses were overwhelmed and they couldn't, there wasn't enough you know, place, places to put the bodies or did they have so much downtime that they were furloughing nurses and doctors and those that were still on shift had time to choreograph dances, which, mm-hmm. which one, both can't be a, the reality. Right. You know, and a lot of people or, you know, whistleblowers were putting the videos of the empty hospitals and people still don't question it. And that's that's what's so mind blowing to me. And yeah, I mean, uh, we me and a colleague at I Do Not Comply, we went down to the field hospital that was supposedly erected at the World Congress Center in downtown Atlanta. And we made a video where we went for two hours. We went all over the grounds of that. We interview. We tried to interview um, like security guards and people that work there, and we just said, "Hey, where's the hospital? Where's the field hospital?" They, the governor supposedly spent ten million dollars of our tax money to build this hospital to deal with the overage of patients that the hospitals couldn't handle. We couldn't find it anywhere. We <laughs> we looked for two hours, and that video, which uh, is still on Rumble and BitChute, but that video is what got our first strike on YouTube. Eventually, that led to subsequent strikes and now we're banned from that platform altogether but it just shows you like they're fighting so hard to censor the truth censor citizen journalism uh censor what's really happening and it all has to be funneled through these mainstream big tech outlets or mainstream you know dinosaur media like abc and cbs and even fox yeah you know i feel like they make it hard for us to find each other. You know, like I hadn't heard of I Do Not Comply. And you guys are here in Georgia. And it's like, how did I not know that there was a like-minded group here? And, you know, I'm sure if you were using hashtags or stuff like that, you know, they shadow ban those things and they just make it harder for us to find each other because that's that's what they don't want. You know, they don't want us to know that we're out here and that we can link up together. And, you know, we're stronger in bigger numbers. So... I'm glad that I found you guys. I'm glad that I started this journey because it's been so eye-opening and I've started just finding so many organizations and people that, you know, are are fighting this battle along with us. So it's been a, a, definitely a really good journey for me. At least I'm not feeling alone anymore like I was a while ago when I started this, you know, and that was one of the reasons as well that I started all of this. I, um, you know, telling that my family is like, you know, telling them and educating them is like talking to a wall. And so I was just starting to feel alone. I was like the odd one out, the only one that's like, I'm not going to do this. And, you know, they think I'm crazy. So it's been nice to find my people. Well, we're, we're so happy to have found you <laughs> and to have another ally in this in this fight for freedom and, and to reclaim our liberties from tyranny disguised as, as public safety, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's for your own good. It's for your safety. It has been the alibi of tyrants all throughout history. And this time is no different. Yeah, for the the wellness of everybody. You know, that's, that's it's like, otherwise you're being selfish. Yeah, they, they've sold this to people under, they've weaponized people's compassion and they've sold them this collective collectivist, communitarian uh, propaganda. And it, a lot of people have bought it. But but not I wouldn't I don't even know if it's the majority. Like you said, uh, the media and the governments are making a concerted effort to make us feel like we're the minority, to make us feel uh-huh. like we're alone. 
Right. I mean, more than half of Georgia is unvaccinated. So mm -hmm. we are the majority. Only 11%, by the last estimate that I saw, only 11% of the world has taken these experimental COVID injections. Only 11% of 8 billion people. We are the majority. But that's definitely not how they make it seem, you know? <laughs> We're like the minimum, according to them, with all these numbers and these statistics and all this data that they're putting out there, you're just like, oh my God. And what I fear is what happened to France. You know, I don't want that to happen here. I don't want them to all of a sudden come down on the United States or Georgia and be like, hey, th this is mandatory. You got to get this health pass or you won't be able to buy your groceries or go to the movies. And then people just all of a sudden get scared and start lining up, you know, because we're definitely not going to win if people fall into fear and comply to all of this. It's all based upon compliance, you know, with the mask right off the right off the bat. We were saying the mask is going to lead to the vax mm -hmm. it, right now. It's you can't enter without the, the mask and then it's going to be the vaccine. And people said, you're crazy. You're crazy. Mm -hmm. Conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. Right. That will never happen. man. <laughs> That's just go back and watch some more Alex Jones. Man, that will never happen. And, and now it, you even see the mainstream media going, oh, yeah, vaccine passports. Yeah, uh, the European Union just adopted it. Oh, France is, is calling for it. Denmark is calling for it. England is saying you're going to need it to go into a, a, you know, a pub and buy a pint. You have to you're going to have to show your vax passport. It's so funny. You know, it's really just a matter of months from what okay. something being a conspiracy theory to something becoming just mainstream these and days. That's why I keep posting and telling people now, like, it, your time is now. You need to stand up now because it's starting, it feels like it's starting to be a little too late, you know? And if we just keep going forward with their plan, at one point, there's going to be no going back, especially if we implement these passports. I just can't foresee us going back again. And I just saw a video yesterday, um, they were interviewing... I can't remember, but the guy from who, and he was just saying, this is your new normal. It's going to be your new normal, you know, and basically like, we just need to accept it. And I'm like, no, that is not my new normal. I refuse to accept it, but it's not going to work out if everybody else doesn't comply with us. Yeah, we, they they need to reach critical mass with with the injections because the, the, the passport doesn't work unless they get critical mass. If they can get 70%, 80% of the population to take these experimental injections tied to the, to the pass, then they can implement that structure. But if it's split even 50-50, then you're, you know, it's not going to work. And if you try to push that, I mean, you're pushing, like people are going to revolt. And I think the reason why, that hasn't been you've only seen like places like New York and Oregon try to implement it because let's face it. A lot of their population has accepted, you know, the uh, a lot of the liberal population for some reason, they've really bought into the authoritarianism really hard, which is very sad to see because traditionally liberals used to be uh, they used to think that the system was bad and that you should question the government. And at some point, the whole Trump narrative broke their brain. And now it's just, well, Trump was bad, but it's real. The system's OK. And we should listen to them. And, you know, it used to be screw you. Don't do what they tell you or don't, you know, or screw you. I won't do what you tell me. And now they, they've changed their tune to it's like, screw you. Do what they tell you. 
Um, so it's really sad to see, but I think there's a lot of America is the last bastion of freedom. It's up to us to change the tide. Right. You know, and to me, it's like, you know, my, my parents fled their country to come and give me a better life. Right. They wanted a better life for themselves. And here we are. And it's like, now we're just going to give up our freedoms. Like after everything they've done, you know, that's how I feel at least, you know, for my parents, like they've sacrificed so much. And it's like, I'm just going to stand here and comply to everything. Like, no, like we're supposed to be in this country for freedom. So where, where did your parents uh, immigrate from? From Mexico. So, you know, there's just lots of um, drugs, drug cartel and just bad, bad stuff going on down there. Um, but, you know, back then when they left, it was more like a financial hardships and not enough um, money and jobs out there. So that's why they ended up. I've heard some people joke, you know, they're they're worried about if the wall ever gets built, it might be to keep us in at this point. You know, if things get bad here, we might need to flee to Mexico. The irony of it, of that. But it's I, I, uh, funny that you say that um, because this lady, when I started this journey, someone from Canada messaged me and she was just asking me questions and. Um, and I, I asked her because she mentioned that her family, her dad specifically and her mom had left Canada and were in Mexico now fleeing from the COVID situation in Canada, which I thought was ironic because, I, and I asked, I said, why Mexico? And she's like, I don't really know. So she didn't have an answer, but I was just wondering because I personally wouldn't want to be there. You know, last time I went, it was pretty scary with like military driving around with their guns just to keep the neighborhood safe. And it's like, okay, this isn't where I want to be with my kids. So I can't imagine <laughs> why we would flee down there at this point. Uh, it, it's probably better than Canada where, I mean, they're literally uh, arresting priests, uh, priests and pastors for trying to hold church service. Mm. They've, you know, they've outlawed uh, the, the right to worship because of COVID. They, they've, I've seen them, be, uh, the police up there writing tickets for people shaking hands. So, I mean, Canada has, has wholeheartedly, the, go, the Canadian government, I should say, has wholeheartedly embraced the new normal tyranny. And okay. uh, their prime minister, uh, Trudeau, has, he is definitely on board with their build back better, great reset agenda. So it makes sense. I'm, Mexico is a step up from Canada at this point. Yes. But see, that's why we're doing this. It's a worldwide demonstration because clearly, you know, I, I didn't know that was going on in Canada, but I know other countries, you know, have it bad as well. So it's like if we don't stand up worldwide together and let them know, it's literally going to be a new world order. It's not just going to be France. It's not just going to be Canada. It's going to be all of us. Yeah, that's the thing. There's nowhere to run to. We have to stand and fight. We have to stand and and stop complying and say we are not going to do this. Don't parents out there that who's you know whose kids are in school districts where they're mandating the mask in the fall, you cannot let them dictate your children's health. So it's either going to come to you're going to have to put so much pressure on those school boards. Um, where they change their tune or like what you're doing, KP, you have to take your kids out of those indoctrination camps and homeschool. Unfortunately, you know, some parents don't have the luxury to do that. You know, some parents are single parents and some parents just both have to work to be able to make it by. 
So it's, it's harder for those people to just be like, forget the school system. I'm taking them out and we're going to learn at home and, you know, the government can figure it out. So that, that's kind of the sad part. And oftentimes those parents too, because they're so busy, they're not taking the time to educate themselves outside of MSM media. I, I, all of this really, um, I mean, you make an excellent point and you're right. I mean, it, it isn't, it isn't as easy because there are a lot of people for people that are poor working class or single parents, like you said, it's, it's not that easy for them to just pull their kids out. They don't have, it is kind of a luxury. You know, if you're in a, a family where you have two people providing or somebody else can be like the primary, um, you know, uh, breadwinner and then the other person can take care of the kids and not everybody has that situation. Um, but this whole thing has been a, it's been a class war. It's been a war upon the working class, the middle class, and it has been a, an enormous wealth transfer of our wealth to, to the billionaires. Right. You know, they have quadrupled their money, the Bezos, the Zuckerbergs, the Bill Gates, they've just lined their pockets while the poor people are the ones that suffered. We lost our jobs. Our businesses were shut down. Our churches were shut down. It didn't affect Bill Gates on his yacht. It didn't affect Jeff Bezos and his oddly phallic-shaped uh, space rocket that he just went up into space with, with for $5 billion. I'm wondering, you know, I've been seeing ads. Uh, when, I, when I was putting up some posters, I found one that said they need volunteers to go to the moon. So I wonder if that's Jeff Bezos all over it or what. <laughs> Is that real? Because I would, I would like to go to the moon. Well, if you're available for fall of 2021, they're looking for volunteers. That might be a good time to leave planet Earth, uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with the whole, you know, uh, new porn of uh, the the whole fear porn narrative of Delta variant, that might be a good time to leave. <laughs> and them trying to blame it on the unvaccinated and. Who knows? I mean, there's some places talking about L.A. County just reinstated masks. There, there could be another wave of lockdowns. So going to the moon in the fall sounds fantastic. Sign me up. That's see, I'm glad I'm not in California anymore. Um, I don't know what I would have done. That is just insane. And I can't believe that they're bringing the masks back over a variant. But like when you read, it's like the people that are getting COVID now are the ones that are vaccinated. So how is it our fault that we're not vaccinated? If we're not getting sick, how are we spreading it? Oh, hundred percent. And this, the people that have been against wearing the masks and against getting tested, right? Our, our kin, our ilk, they have not, we're not the ones that have been driving up the numbers. It's been the people that are buying into the narrative that are buying into the fear. They're the ones that get tested. They're the ones that wear the mask. So the it, it's just this giant illusion that never ends. And it's propped up with the fake PCR test, which they can tune up and tune down. Um, but, you know, I think what's being injected into people, that's having real consequences. And I don't know if you saw this, um, but Thomas Renz, working on behalf of the America's Frontline Doctors, he filed a federal uh, lawsuit, I believe, on Monday. Um where a federal whistle whistleblower is named in the suit and they they discovered that there's been 45,000 experimental injection related deaths that the government has been working to hide yeah 45,000 people 11,000 right out of the 45 mm -hmm. I read that article and I was like 
wow. But to still try to convince the people our side of the story is like, it's so difficult. It's, you can show them the facts and they will still be in denial. And I don't know if it's because they're just scared to accept the truth or they really are just that blind. I think it's just the cognitive dissonance. And I think it's also for some of them, it's too hard for them to accept that everything that they've always believed, like certain just givens, like uh, the government's there to protect me or the government has my best interest, that that wasn't the case. You know, they, they live in so much fear. That's the sad part. You know, they get the vaccine and they're still wearing their masks, still fearful. Um, you know, my, my family, we have a group chat and the other day someone sent like a little uh, flyer about the COVID variant and they're like, all right, you guys be careful. Even though we've been vaccinated, there's this variant, wear your masks, like be careful when you go out there. And I'm like, so what was the person, uh, what was the purpose of you guys all getting vaccinated if you're still going to be in fear? I, yeah. What, what is the point? I mean, they're the biggest anti-vaxxers these people that don't think their own vaccine protects them or does anything good. I mean, if, if you follow the line of logic, it makes no sense. If their vaccine is so good and it protects them from this apocalyptic plague virus that we, we can see no proof with with our own two eyes. Um, I've gone everywhere for the past 15 months without a mask. I've been around. I've been in sometimes in crowds of hundreds of people with the rallies that we've done or other in other events indoors. I've shaken I never stopped shaking hands. I never start stopped embracing people. Mm -hmm. And I've never, I haven't even had the sniffles. And I, I don't know one person that's been hospitalized for COVID, really. I've um, had family members that caught COVID and whatnot, but, or the flu, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely still live my life. I was upset more than anything. And I guess that's kind of what lit a, a fire under me is just the fact that I couldn't do anything with my daughter, you know, I was pregnant um, with my son at the point, this was like pre-COVID, I was already pregnant and um, I was trying to just enjoy my last few months with just her and like go to story time, go to like the children's museum, go, you know, just to go do all the activities that we would do her and I together just one last time. And I didn't get to do that. So I was, I was very upset about that and to think that even now, like I haven't renewed my membership with the Children's Museum because they're still forcing kids to and up to wear a mask. I, I saw something really, the irony of this, uh, just, I, I mean, it's just astounding, but I saw something yesterday where there's a human rights museum in Canada and they're, they're reopening for in-person visits, uh, but it's only for the fully vaccinated. <laughs> it's a human rights museum right. and they're only allowing people that have taken this uh, experimental injection. That Those are the only people that get to, to come and, and see human rights history. That doesn't even make sense. How are you a human rights museum and you're like not following protocol of human rights? <laughs> yep, that's the, that's the clown world in which we because find ourselves. So speaking of that, speaking of rights, I know the worldwide demonstration uh, the, in their press release, they list five freedoms of why they're, they're uh, calling for this day of 
action all around the world. What are those five freedoms that your rally is going to be about and the worldwide rally is about? Yeah, so we're fighting for freedom of health, freedom of choice, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and freedom of movement, um, which are five of our freedoms that have been hugely compromised by this virus. Um, you know, alleged virus, alleged virus. Yes. So like you try to post on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, anything that tries to basically educate the people on the opposite of what they're learning on mainstream media. And so quickly you get a, a fact check, you know, and now you're, people can't really see your post or they have to click, like they still want to see it. Um, so, you know, doctors that have been spoken out against this or scientists, what ends up happening to whistleblowers? They, they speak out and then they lose all credibility. Um, you know, freedom of movement. It, it's like, you have to get this vaccine now for certain countries, right? Or, or like France, they have the passport, so they can't just freely go to the movies. You know, so now we're losing our freedom of that, like our freedom of choice. They're trying to mandate an experiment that isn't even FDA approved. And even if it was FDA approved, I'm not going to take it because I've gone this far and I'm okay. You know, um, so yeah, freedom of choice. Like, I would like to have that, please. I'm not trying to lose my freedom of choice. Freedom of assembly. You know, we're going to meet at the park. We're going to assemble and we're going to practice that freedom together. Um, and health freedom, just being able to choose our, our health lifestyle, you know, do we want to be vac you know, do we want to vaccinate our kids or not? Do we want to get the COVID vaccine or not? Um, you know, just health freedom. These are all very important, uh, freedoms that we need to fight for before we do end up losing them. And the government makes all these decisions for us. Amen. A hundred percent agree with you. And yeah, in a lot of ways, we've already we've already lost that movement of freedom. I mean, I won't fly because I'm forced to wear a mask, you know. Right. Um, or so you get on a, on a, a ban list, and then you can't fly at all. Exactly. Or depending on what country, like I, I heard France is only letting in the vaccinated, mm. and the the EU is implementing. So the entire European Union has already implemented a vaccine passport, or they're about to in in August. So we've already lost that freedom of movement in a lot of ways. Um, when I was driving cross country, I too was, I did my time in California. And uh, when I was traveling across country to escape California originally, I remember hearing all these reports of Gallup, New Mexico, where they had shut down the town and they had like police um, blocking people from entering the town because uh, supposedly it was a COVID hotspot, right? But you couldn't go into the town and you couldn't leave the town. And I remember when, when I drove by it, they they had like highway patrolmen uh, on the on ramp or the exit ramps from the highway. And, a, and I was like, well, what happens like if you're out of gas and like you go there like and I heard that, that they would actually follow you to the gas station that was like right off the exit. They would watch you fill up and then follow you back out. You couldn't go to the town. Or you had to like prove that you lived in the town or, you, you know, your dying mother or something was there. But I was like, this is something out of a Stephen King novel. I mean, this is like under yeah. the dome stuff. And I went when I was pregnant to Mexico and I couldn't even go in the grocery store because I was pregnant. They're like, oh, you're with child. Sorry, you cannot come in. And I'm like, what? 
And we went to another little town as well. And it was weird because they had like their police out front. And before you could enter, they would spray your car down. I guess there was COVID on the car. So before you could enter their little town, they just had to spray your car real quick and disinfect it. And then you can roll on in. They just have a guy out there with like a big thing of hand sanitizer and he's just <laughs> uh, yeah, slathering yeah, it and, on you. Yeah, and they would make you roll down your windows. So you would hand sanitize your hands and then give everybody hand sanitizer. You'd roll up your windows and then they had this sprayer and they would just spray the whole car. I mean, it's it's hilarious because it's just so absurd, but it's sad too that this is where we've we've gotten to. Um, the media and and the governments of the world have turned people into crazed hypochondriacs, um, crazed germaphobes, and I and they put them in a state of fear. Not all of us. I think the majority of people are still sensible. We just uh, have been made to feel alone. The but, ironic thing about all that and using so much hand sanitizer, it's like you're lowering your immune system. So you're only like preparing yourself to catch the flu or a cold somewhere. And then you're going to freak out and be like, I caught COVID. It's like, well, yeah, because you haven't been building your immune system. Like there's there's good germs out there. We're supposed to have germs, you know, like I'm always encouraging that with my kids. You know, people will be like, oh, they're putting that in their mouth. Or I'm like, yeah, let them build their immune system. They're fine. Like that's what the immune system is for. Exactly. And and by using the hand sanitizer and, you know, it's the same thing as like broad spectrum antibiotics and the overuse of antibiotics. When you just prescribe antibiotics for everything, then you create these super bugs and you also make it in a, you know, uh, so you, they're creating super bu bugs by people just sanitizing everything. And, um, but, and they're also weakening their own uh, microbiome is what you're talking about like they're just not building their own immune system they're paralyzing it they're handicapping it um so real quick i want to talk about our other the other speakers we're going to have yes. on saturday but you you touch on something about you know you, you're a first generation immigrant and you you saw the sacrifices that your parents made to to come to this country for a better life and you, you've reaped the benefits of that, but now you see all that being taken away. And mm -hmm. it's like, you don't want their sacrifices to be in vain. And you right. want your children to be able to grow up with the same opportunities that you grew up with. And better the, and the, opportunities. You better know, opportunities. My parents have set me up for a better life. I can finally give my kids the life that, you know, my parents probably wish they could have given me. I mean, I'm, I'm like third generation Italian, but you know, my, um, my great grandfather came over from Italy and he made his way to Ellis Island. He made his way um, across, you know, New York and Pennsylvania. He ended up working in the, in the steel mills. He, um, you know, we'd see people die, people lose limbs in, in the factories next mm -hmm. to him. And, you know, he married, had a, a son, my grandfather, my grandfather served in World War II. You know, he went to fight fascists. And uh, to come back and then, you know, have a family and eventually down the line, I was created. But if, if we let tyranny take hold, if we let a world in which people can only take part in society, if they take a government in sponsored injection and they need that and they need a barcode, a barcode, the same way that they mm. they tattooed uh, concentration camp prisoners, yeah. but they're going to have it on your phone. It'll start on your phone, but you know, eventually they want it to be a wearable or an injectable. Mm -hmm. um, if we let those kind of things take hold, then all those sacrifices have been in vain. Your, your, your family emigrating from, from Mexico for a better life for you. My, my 
ancestors emigrating from other places and toiling in really crappy situations and then going off and fighting for our country, fighting fascists, fighting for liberty and freedom. If we don't stand up to preserve it, their sacrifices are in vain and we cannot mm -hmm. let that happen. Right. And I feel like the only way we're going to be able to do this is by doing it peacefully. Like we can peacefully just stand together and we can win this battle. We don't even have to go to war. We just have to not comply. Well, you know why the organization is called I Do Not Comply now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you're right. I mean, if you look at if you look at Gandhi's movement in overthrowing British colonial rule in India, it was a nonviolent movement. It was you make things so untenable that people they can't keep the power structure going. You saw it with the anti-war movement in Vietnam. I mean, there was 40,000 people surrounding the Pentagon and shutting down Washington, D.C. And in, in, I believe in 71 or 72, um, you know, and Abby Hoffman linking hands with people around the Pentagon to um, have an exorcism, to exorcise the evil demons from the Pentagon. Um, but they that's what I agree with you. It's, it, it is nonviolent civil disobedience is what is going to bring this mm -hmm. to its end and noncompliance and everybody out there that needs to stop complying and especially people that are in a better situation you know, people that have the ability to, um, to stand up, you know, right. like it might be hard if you're a single mother, like you said, if you're a single mother and it's hard for you to pull your kid out of school or to dedicate all your time when you're working a job and trying to provide for your whole family by yourself. But there's a lot of people out there that can stand up. And it, now's the time to find your courage. Now's the time to find your backbone. There's never been a more important time in your entire life. And you won't see another more important time as long as you live. So yeah. let's get back to our speakers. Let's talk about, we have Holly Ture from No Left Turn in Education. We've got Dr. Eric Plasker, who uh, has the 100-Year Lifestyle. It's a best-selling book. He has the 100-Year Lifestyle podcast. Mm -hmm. He's an accomplished chiropractor and uh, doctor. He has his own practice here in Atlanta, Georgia. He'll be speaking. We have a super secret special music act. Um, yes, can't wait to hear that. That's yes. It's going to be fun. Um, who else? Oh. Uh, well, we were talking about going to war, right? Your grandfather went to war. We don't want that to go in vain. Well, guess what? We have Shiloh Harris. He is a war veteran, an Iraq war veteran. Um, he unfortunately was hurt while going to war for us, right? And fighting for our freedoms. And he's also done with this tyranny. So he's going to come and speak out about our freedom of choice. Um, so that's definitely, I think, going to be a good speaker to let us know I fought for your freedoms. It's our turn, you know, to fight back as well. Um, we have Holly Kessler. She's a politician, so it's definitely super interesting to see a politician uh, come to this type of rally because it's so controversial that you would not think that a politician would want to take part of this at all, uh, especially in the stance that we're on, you know. That's, that's Candace Taylor, right? Yeah, sorry, what did I say? You, you said Holly Kessler, oh, but sorry. So, all right. <laughs> Candace Taylor, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, Candace Taylor. So You're still thinking about going to the moon. It's it's totally <laughs> cool. Oh, but yeah, Candace Taylor. So she's a politician. That's going to be good. Um, Holly Teray, we spoke about her. She's going to be the no education and left turn. Um, We've got Tim uh, Ray from UI Media and who yes. has started talking about, about 
talking about non-compliance. He's also started a group called Freedom Meetups. And he's going to be talking about how you can engage and connect with people in your local community, build your own support group, because that's really what's going to come down to. People are afraid of, you know, Joe Biden sending sending uh, people door to door to see if you're vaccinated. Well, if you have a strong network of fellow patriots and like minded people in your community that you can call upon, if somebody's knocking on your door to have your back, that's going to make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And then we have Dr. Kerry Madej, who. Yes has been exposing this the uh, the evils of this experimental uh, mRNA technology that's being used in these I- injections. And she, uh, you know, she's been speaking about this for the past year. I, I discovered her from a viral video back when things were still like really locked down that she was doing from like the Bahamas when, where she had a practice. And um, she is now, you know, she's going to be joining us and speaking about these vaccines and the dangers of them and where this is all headed. I mean, this is this is the government, the people on TV. This is for everybody out there. And and this might seem hyperbolic, but it is not. The people on TV are lying to you and the government wants to kill you. Mm -hmm. That's where it's at. When when Bill Gates and Boris Johnson and the United Nations, when they talk about uh, overpopulation being the greatest threat to mankind and they have to do something to curb the world's population growth and they're going to do that through vaccines take them for their word from by, by their word they mean it they are going to use these vaccines for global depopulation i'm not saying it they're saying it. you can watch his ted talk where he says it you can listen to boris johnson's father give multiple interviews about it. you can l- find all sorts of essays and information of the un speaking about it um, and then the other part of it is putting everybody onto this population control grid via the VAX passports, which brings us to that CCP style social credit system. And there, they don't just need to censor you from YouTube. They shut off your bank account. Mm-hmm. They shut off your credit score. They cut you off from society. They freeze your assets. And, and then they just tie, they go to digital currency and it's all tied to that app. But they need they they the plan was already in place to get everybody onto that. They needed the excuse. They need the you know the problem reaction solution. The solution is this for them to get us all onto this population control grid. The problem that they manufactured was COVID. The controlled reaction was the public's you know hysteria and fear. And what they're not counting on is us fighting back and not buying their BS and pushing back. Every day, every moment, in every way that we can. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been programming us through TV, and you know when you when you say things like that, the the whole um, social system and all of that, it, it just brings me back to a couple of years when Black Mirror came out on Netflix, and all those none of the episodes tied to each other. You can watch any episode, but they're all kind of like, I feel like they're starting to come true little by little. I'm just like, oh God, is that where we're going? Because if you watch any of those episodes, they're kind of scary. You know, it's definitely not what I would want life to look like at all. Oh yeah, there is there is one, I know the episode that you're probably thinking of has Bryce Dallas Howard in it. And uh, it is, it, it's a, a near future world where everything is based upon your social credit. So it's like a, a social media app but, you know, if she she says something off color at some party or something and then she sees her credit score go down and all of a sudden her apartment complex is saying you can no longer rent here. 
And so she has 30 days to vacate. And then it's at the point where she loses her friend group. She's mm -hmm. she's just getting demoted and demoted until she becomes this undesirable in society. And that's what they want to do with us that see through the, you know, the, the false narrative, through the lies. They want to demote us and make it impossible for us to exist in their society. But also, that's not that it's not really far fetched or even sci fi because that's how China is already. When you live in a major Chinese city, that's how it is now. Mm. Like if China, for instance, it, there's so much AI um, and constant surveillance where they've, they've taken like black ops, Navy SEALs and stuff, right? You know, these like high performing uh, intelligence people and, and military people. And they sent them to, a, you know, run through like a major like Shanghai and within within like 20 minutes, they were, the, the authorities were able to catch these people like they're able to catch these like Jason Bourne type people because there's facial recognition cameras everywhere. Mm. And the AI is so developed that you could be walking and you could jaywalk in China. Um, it alerts that you broke the law. You get an email saying uh, you have your, your face has been recognized. You were guilty of jaywalking. You have been fined this amount. There's no court date. The fine comes out of your bank account, which is already tied to the app. So you see the money come out of your bank. Then you get back to your apartment. You get notice from your landlord that your credit score went down because you're a criminal. You just jaywalked and you can't you don't have the credit score good enough to rent there anymore. So you have 30 days to vacate. And, just so crazy. and there's nobody that you can contest it with. Right. It's like trying to tell, you know, challenge your Facebook ban or challenge your YouTube ban. And that's where all this technocracy is headed. It's it's headed towards a world where we're run by algorithms and there's no there's no democracy. There's no uh, democratically elected leaders that we can petition. We're petitioning an algorithm. And that's what the world is going to look like if we allow this these vax passports to take hold, because it's it's a linchpin to get us to that next next step in the agenda. Yes, yeah, that's what I don't want. That's why we're doing this rally. You know, we're going to fight all of this because it's it's not just the virus. It's more than just what they're telling us. The virus is just kind of like the setup to their plan. You know, instill the fear, let people think that we're dying due to this virus. And the next thing you know, they're implementing all of this and then it's going to be game over. So it's the time is definitely now. I completely, I completely agree. Um, so I'm looking forward to this weekend. We're, we're going to be uh, in Piedmont park in Atlanta. We're going to send out the exact locations uh, via email. If you're on the, I do not comply email list. We're also going to put it up on. I do not comply.org under our uh, event section. So people, I encourage people to, go there and look at the events tab. And we are going to update that with um, all the pertinent information as it gets closer. And I'll, I'm going to update it on our telegram. So if we follow us on telegram, it's worldwide Georgia. Yep. And people can see it here. It's on the right side of the screen at the bottom. You can see the worldwide Georgia telegram channel. Yeah, when you're there, I highly encourage everyone to take pictures and hashtag them. We will all be there. That way we can just, you know, find all the different pictures of everyone 
on Saturday all over the world and, you know, we can share the Atlanta rally. And, you know, it's also about like connecting with people, like meeting with, we've been so starved and cut off and we've been convinced yeah. that we are alone and people have been told that they're, you know, we, that people have been forced into isolation. None of these things are about controlling a virus. They're about controlling people, controlling behavior, socially engineering behavior. But it, we all need to reconnect with one another and, and see who that we're not alone, see who our fellow patriots are there, who has your back, who's got your six. And, you know, come out and listen to these uh, phenomenal speakers that each has their own expertise. Like if you're beginning to question things, if you've already questioned things, this is definitely going to be a good educational and motivational rally for all of us. 100%. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, KP, is there anything before we wrap up? Is there anything else you would like to, to let people know about? No, I'm just so excited. You know, I'm super stoked. I'm a little nervous, but I am more than anything just happy to, you know, for it to be Saturday and for me to just meet all my people, you know, and, and show everybody, like you said, that we are not alone. So I hope it gets pretty crazy. That way we let Georgia know Atlanta, hey, we're coming for you and we're not going to let you guys do this to us, at least not our state. You know, we have to start. We have to start locally. So if we can fight this war for Georgia, that's one battle down. I, I hear that. Amen. And so, KP, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. I think I'm going to help you MC the event. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And if all y'all out there, uh, if you're planning on coming, please uh, say hi at the rally. We look forward to seeing you. It's going to be a family-friendly, peaceful event. But we're going to let our voices be heard. We're going to connect with fellow patriots. We're, maybe we're going to even engage with Joe Normie, who might be in the park, and we'll have pamphlets. <laughs> and you can hold signs because that, that's a busy area of Atlanta. So you know, maybe you holding a sign that says freedom over fear or the COVID-19 vaccine kills people, maybe that'll break through somebody's you know, brainwashing or give them a moment of pause and think. So we're... We're, we're doing what we can to make a difference for all the sacrifices that, you know, all those that came before us made. Um, so come stand with us this Saturday, wherever you are, we will all be there. Stand up for freedom, stand against tyranny, and we hope to see you there. See you on Saturday. See ya. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you.